Welcome to Beef Does Movies, back once again, and we have a very interesting guest today, Indigenous Director Roger Boyer. And I actually said it correctly this time. Hey, right on. Hello. I've been spending the past five minutes trying to just get your last name correct. He has. He's just been saying my name. Yeah. I'm like, okay, man, I think we can start. Just just do what you need to do. <laughs> Although you were the one on, on your phone trying to figure out your list. Yeah, I was so. looking at my list. I was like, I had it mentally written down and then we got you and I was like, and then I announced to you that I wrote my list and you're like oh god I gotta write as well I gotta write the list oh I just want a podcast there's no research necessary <laughs> I just want to talk stuff I don't want to write stuff yeah so, <laughs> so we have a very interesting topic today mm-hmm. something that's actually dear, dear to my heart because I'm a big horror movie fan and this actually spurned from the recent Child's Play remake because mm-hmm. I just watched the Child's Play remake when it came out yeah, I was very interested. It was very, I enjoyed it, and it's quintessential. Yeah, quintessential uh, remake for me, where it takes something and makes it just new enough for me to enjoy it. Did you enjoy it? I really did enjoy yeah. it. I really like what they did with it. I found it interesting that they actually made a new one, and yes. they're still going. Like oh, Don still- Machini, Don Machini, he's a yeah creator. He's still going strong with his versions. Yeah. And because he's naming his movies Chucky movies, mm-hmm. and they're using the Child's Play in it name. That's how they get away with it. Yeah. It's like when uh, Jason turned to Friday the 13th, or yeah. Friday the 13th turned to Jason yeah. when they went to Paramount. I think yeah. it's like a uh, studio issue. Jason goes to hell. Jason versus Freddy. Yeah. Jason yeah. goes to Manhattan. But they can use the actual title of the film. Yeah. And they change it just enough so there's not a lawsuit. Just enough. <laughs> like uh, Jason. A. They put a mustache on Chucky in this one, right? No. Oh, Okay. I'm, I'm totally joking. <laughs> Jesus. Although they, oh, they did change his voice to Mark Hamill. Yeah. Well, I heard Mark Hamill is really good. He's really good. Yeah. And uh, did you want a spoiler about the movie or are you plan to watch it? No, you get a spoiler. It's pretty much uh, Google Home Gone Rogue. Oh, okay. But it's in the form of Chucky. Oh, okay. So basically, I have two Google Homes and when I got home after watching it, I was like, you better not betray me right now. <laughs> so, but I really enjoyed it and it was a really good setup because it was actually a bit of... You feel bad for Chucky mm-hmm. because he's just trying to be a friend, but then he starts to become too violent. He's just like, from like his influences. You're going to be his friend or else. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. He's, he's a buddy doll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when it comes to remakes, especially horror ma- remakes, what do you look for in a remake? I would honestly look for a good story and I'm entertained. Yes. I think, and I think uh, like I'm not too married to the source material on, on either of the films when they yeah. do the remake, but at least I want to... Um, a fair uh, remake that does justice to the original. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. For me, when it comes to a remake, I look for the same heart. Mm-hmm. I look for the same ideas. Mm-hmm. But either using new technology or new using new social instances mm-hmm. uh, to create a new film for, for modern times or something to be timeless. Mm. So, like, this is all about, like the modern life with technology and everything like that. Whereas back in the eighties, voodoo was very prevalent when the Chucky movies came out. Mm-hmm. So that's why it had like a, a voodoo lean to it. Yeah. Um, when it comes to a bad remake, it's usually when they try and do shot for shot. Yeah. Or they just completely rip, mess it up in some way, or even when it's just boring. Yes. Where it takes a really good and you're really, the worst ones for me is when they do a really good remake mm-hmm. and you're excited for it you're su- there's one on this list that makes me mad and it's only been recently mm-hmm. and it i was so excited for it especially something that was similar around the time that came out as well mm-hmm. like a year before i was super excited for it to come out 
and it was so flat, mm-hmm. I was mad. I'll leave that one for uh, when we come back and start reading our <laughs> best and worst lists. I haven't seen the list yet, but I'm kind of interested. Yeah, we've we got to keep is. each other uh, yes. suspenseful. And the thing is, I only made a top three. And <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did a top five in case of duplicates. I, I'm the host, so I'm, I'm bringing the extras just in case. I did a top three as I was walking up the steps to come here. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, saw, I saw the phone in your hand. <laughs> You, you asked to use the bathroom, and then you sat down. Sat there for an hour. I, I need to figure out this list. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we'll be right back after this, and we will start on the best worst list horror remakes. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a fun and unique fundraising alternative? Ditch the frozen cookies, holiday calendars, and bingo balls. Have your sports team, organization, or nonprofit raise some real dough by trying a Quizzler's Quiz Night Fundraising Alternative. Quizzler's is a 12-round fun and interactive quiz game experience. Teams are formed and compete against one another on a variety of exciting topics. It's interactive, it's social, it's trivia. Follow us on Facebook by searching at Quizzler's, on Instagram at Quizzler's Winnipeg, or call us today at 204-793-4202. Mention the discount code Beaver Does Movies to receive 15% off your next Quizzlers booking. And we're back. And we are back. And we are going to start with the best horror remakes, in our opinion. This isn't like a top five. We're just going to go from random numbers just from the type, from what we think at the, mm-hmm. at the time. Yes. I'm just going to my list here. So, yes. This ain't like a top five. So I'm going to start. Because I have five and you mm-hmm. have three, so yes. we may as well. I'm my first one is David Cronenberg's The Fly, nineteen eighty six. Wow! Yes, you you've seen this movie. I've seen this movie. Yeah, Canadian Great director, effects. amazing. Yep. And what it what it does is it takes the original story, yes, and it changes it enough for modern times. Yeah, does it puts it in a whole new genre too? Yeah, because. The original Fly, even though I've never seen it, I've kind of read about it, yeah. and it's more of a, a suspenseful yeah. movie. And he's actually, a, he runs around with a fly head. In that yes. One. And it was really, I think uh, in that one, it was Vincent Price, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And it has that famous ending where yeah. he's like caught in the spider web the spider yelling, web. help me. Yeah, I remember that. But you know what? That, that of all the that, that was kind of freaky when I was a kid. I, oh yeah, I remember seeing that and thought that was kind of freaky. <laughs> I, I only know of that because of the Simpsons. Yeah, because they referenced it in um, when Bart becomes a fly. Yeah, like help me, and the spider comes in, and then he jumps out, and slaps him in the face, slaps him in the face, takes <laughs> off. The spider's all shaking his fists. Yeah, little so, spider fists. <laughs> and Jeff Jeff Goldblum in the movie is amazing. Yeah. Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum, they're really good in that. Yeah. yeah, there's actually going to be a show in the fly at the Park Theater next year. I heard about that. Yeah, that, yeah, some of those movies on that list, I'm pretty much like, yeah. go in, go in, go in. Got to see the big screen. Yeah. You know, there's something like, there's something to be said about watching a horror film on a big screen. Oh, so great. Do you know what I mean? Like, not yeah. at home in your, unless no. you're watching like Paranormal Activity or something. You know, yeah. even watching Paranormal Activity on a big screen is good. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's got like a decent yeah. surround system. Yeah. But you can enjoy a horror movie amongst other that's what's good about horror movies is mm-hmm. you can either watch it at home, blanket over your head, mm-hmm. no lights on, feel the atmosphere, or you can watch it in a, a movie theater and just have other people be terrified next to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it works either way. You, you don't have to pick. 
You know, I seen Paranorman in the theater, and there a lot of people in, in the uh, screening were very scared. Yeah, and it wasn't scary. There's a couple parts now you, you feel it, right? You can yes. feel those moments, but um, well, what like if you think of talking about the flying, yeah, go see it. It's gross. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially when he snaps the guy's arm. Oh, that was gross. And like he just keeps melting and melting and melting. Well, and as the special it, effects hold up. Yeah, I mean, and you think about that because uh, spoilers like Jeff is puking on everyone, right? And, yeah, and they're in, and it's just like oh, oh when he melts his yeah, face, he melts his, like, yeah, oh, dude, that's gross. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the fly is, and like I said, it, it's got the heart of the original movie in that a man becomes a fly, mm-hmm. but it's a totally different story. It's basically taking mm-hmm. the basic concept, mm-hmm. but putting it out in so many different ways that yeah. it pretty much becomes, a, it's pretty much its own movie and it's, you don't have to watch mm-hmm. the original to appreciate this one. Yes. But it's still the basic concept. There's still the same name and it still works. It, it really keeps that... Uh the basic premise of the of the original idea yeah. of uh, a man versus science versus becoming exactly. a fly. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more to it than that. But. Exactly. So uh, let's let me, start with yours. Let me, my, my top, my, my number three, I guess we're going yeah. down here, actually is The Fly, 1986. David oh, <laughs> amazing. Hey, just for the record listeners, he did not look at my list. No, we, we wanted to yeah. surprise each other. Yeah. So. so David Cronenberg, Toronto's own David Cronenberg. Yeah. Shout out, David. What's up? Yeah, he's definitely going to listen. Yes, I'm going to tweet this to him. So. There you go. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do number four. Okay, you do number four. Uh, <laughs> Neither Living Dead 1990, directed by Tom Savini. <laughs> Was it Savini directed? Tom Savini directed the remake. And what I like about this is it takes the basic concept, mm. but it uses modern tools yep. to make it more gruesome. Mm-hmm. Like the zombies are more grotesque. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony Todd is amazing as the main character. He is. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. And yeah. I, in my opinion, and this may be blasphemy, I prefer that to the to the original. The original. Yeah, yeah. I, I find it more scary. I I really like what they did with it. Mm. I liked how they made a couple of changes, but it was still intense yeah. and scary. And I like what they did with the effects. Yeah. Um. Like I remember watching that years ago. You yeah. have to watch it back to back because I saw I saw both of them, and yeah. I think uh, the original Night of the Living Dead was like this uh, statement on, uh, uh, well, he, um, what's his name, uh, R- George Romero. Romero. Romero always had like a statement to say in his films, like some kind of political statement or, or some kind of like commentary Dor- on on the world. Like Dawn of the Dead is on uh, commercialism. Yeah, so that's he always had something interesting to kind of through his movies. He, that's how he is political. That's, yes, I mean, that's my opinion. But I mean. Yeah. Um, he's also one of the first directors to hire a black man as elite. Yeah, and you know, I, I he's, heard, ve- I, he's very I heard, forward thinking, and, and, and just even thinking about that, I think even at the time that it, it wasn't a, like for him, it wasn't a big thing. It was just he was hiring a talented yeah. actor, right? Um, he, he just hired the the actor for the role. He, yeah, he didn't think of skin color. Just yeah, like, and a lot of he people brought like, the best, and yeah, a lot of people were like, "What?" You know, at the time because it's first yeah. time, right? Um, it was like it was the seventies. Yeah. Uh, 60, I think it was, was it 60s? 60s? Uh, Dawn's 70s, right? 68, Dawn and Dawn's 70s. Yes. Yeah. I think, uh, okay, so the the new one, uh, it kind of kept, it, it was all the same premise, everything, but yeah. it, it, it upped the ante of special effects. Yes. I, I still kept a lot of the same premise. and uh, It changed the ending a little bit, Yeah, but it was still, I really appreciate it because it's on the other side of a remake. It kind of follows the movie closely, mm-hmm. but he uses modern day techniques yes. to raise it up a bit. It made well, it color, it changed some actors, yeah. and it added effects, and even changed the ending a bit too. Mm-hmm. Well, the ending, spoiler alert, 
So the guy who played the the jerk, yeah, because he was like the father of that family, and yes, like and he gets his do justice, gets his do, uh, he gets justice. his do do justice at the end. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I just thought that, I almost thought that I thought that was you know this is morbid. I thought that was funny because it's like yeah, you want to see that guy? He sur- yeah, spoiler alert, he survives to the end, and the, and the girl's like. You really pretty, he pretty much caused the whole thing that happened. Oh, he did, house, right? If it weren't for him being an asshole, he, yeah, everyone would survive. But and he was all happy to be alive, and then she just like, no, nope, justice is justice is served. Yeah, and then Tony Todd's character shows up, and he's all zombified and shot. Whereas in the original, mm-hmm. he was just he was still shot. alive, and he got he shot anyway because of the they were just shooting people in the house, right? Yeah, yeah, Ra- yeah. They were just racist, or and yeah. so. Like I said, Tom Savini, like mm-hmm. he really brought. I actually listened to the commentary t- track, and he really mentioned how his whole thing going into this. He basically used George Romero. He was like talking to him every day, mm-hmm. but his main thing was he wanted to take the original movie and up it mm-hmm. in style. Mm-hmm. He wanted to add his own flair. He had instead of the the gray face zombies, he wanted to make them yellow, like they've been putrid, like they've been rotting underneath the sun because it's in Philadelphia and it gets pretty hot in Philadelphia. Yes, so. Yes. And so... Just like Winnipeg. Oh, yeah. In the summertime. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. This weather is awful right now. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, my next top is yep. uh, The Thing by John Carpenter. Yes. 1982. Oh, amazing movie. Yes. You know, and uh, it, it was the suspenseness of, that he created in that whole atmosphere. Yeah. Um, that I think even stands the test of time for today. I mean, a couple of special effects near the end don't oh, stand up, but yeah. everything up until then, I think, really stands the test of time in terms of uh, the suspenses, the special effects, the goriness, yeah, and just the uh, the imagination he brought oh, to that, right? Hundred percent. The the whole um, way he's trying to rescue that guy who's yeah, in yeah. cardiac arrest, yeah, yeah, and his chest just opens up and rips his hands off, yeah, and then like his neck starts melting, yeah. <laughs> just gross disgusting but amazing at the same time well it's the part two where, where his head falls off and then yeah. he grows like legs it grows heads and like antenna yeah and, and like kurt russell and keith david are amazing in that movie yeah, yeah. and i love that it's still debated today mm. whether or not one of them is the thing or not yeah it's still it, just it's, and he hasn't said like uh and george like, carpenter's yeah he hasn't yeah. said like, john carpenter he hasn't said anything about the uh like who it was, but he, I think he alluded to the fact that he goes, if you watch the end and you watch pretty much, again, this is kind of spoiler for people, but yeah. if you kind of watch the breathing on them and who's breathing, he, it gives it away. He yeah. didn't say who it was, but he said if you watch yeah. who's breathing, who has the cold air. Even down to the soundtrack. When you, you think of great soundtracks, you always think John Carpenter. Yes. Like the master of making these really atmospheric music. And he does it all himself, which is terrifying. Because he's like such a great director, and then he also does this great music as well. Have you seen the? Uh, like, it's not a it's not a remake. I didn't include it in the here, sequel, but it's like a prequel. It's like a sequel. Yeah, it's kind of like a sequel prequel yeah. remake. It's yeah because it's kind of the same the same movie, but it's in like a prequel way. Does this work? It's not working. It's not coming up here. This is. The, I'm gonna play this when I next day I come to your podcast. I'll yeah. play this. Okay. It's not working. Nope. Never mind. Oh, wait. Is there, is there we go? When this comes on, I'll, I'll use this as a... There we go. Yeah. That's classic. Yeah. It's, it's like a classic score, it, right? It's this oncoming dread. Yeah. Okay, that's not the whole thing. But Yeah. We got time. We haven't got time for this. I, I, might, <laughs> put it, I, I might put it at the end. 
We'll put it right here. There you go. There you go. There we go. There's a really good So my one, my next one mm. is... Um, I did want to say before we go on, I think a lot of people didn't realize John Carpenter at the time was ahead. He was ahead of his time. Oh, he was. You know, a lot, he, of, his, a he, lot of his films were just way ahead. Oh, way ahead. 100%. And they weren't appreciated at the time, but 20 years later, I remember hearing him talk about that because someone had asked him in an interview, they're like, do you realize how much far ahead of your time you were? And he's like, well, if I knew back then, he goes, yeah, I would yeah. appreciate it a lot more. <laughs> but at the time, I think I was having a rough time, he said. But but he has like so many classes. He's got like The mm-hmm. Thing, Halloween, mm-hmm. Escape from New York. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else is there? Um, and, and the other ones. <laughs> oh. He has so many. A uh, big trouble in Little China. That was that one was way ahead of us. That's one of my yeah. favorite, most favorite, like that's one of my favorite films. <sighs> Just you know, we can go on a big tangent. That we won't. They live. They live. They live. That and that that entire final fight, Prince of Darkness, between Roddy yeah. Piper and yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith David is yeah. so well put together. Yeah. I want to see more movies have fights like that where they where they're not martial arts experts. They're not trained. They're just beating the shit out of each other and trying their best. Yes. And they're resorting to dirty tactics. I want to see more stuff like that, where mm. they're not trained or anything. They're just some schlubs trying to get their point across. Yes. I think you should watch uh, Stefan and uh, Chevy in wrestling wrestling videos. Oh, I, I there, ha- there you go. I, I have. I've seen Chevy enough times. <laughs> uh, so my, my number three, but it's not like a top ten or top five, <laughs> is 1988's The Blob. That's yeah, a good one. that's a really good one because it takes, like I said, it takes the original premise, yeah. but then it it uses modern technologies and effects, yes, and it has one of my favorite kill effects in a movie when it absorbs and you see the person sticking out and you can you slowly see them wasting away while they're inside. Yeah, I know that scene because that's the you know it kind of set it up because when I originally watched it, I now was probably a kid when I watched. Oh it. yeah, but it was setting up that I guess he was the boyfriend of that girl. Yeah, um, totally forgetting the names, um, but he was the boyfriend of the girl at the beginning, and yeah. it it almost set him up like he was going to be the hero. Yeah, like if I remember correctly, he, he was like he the might, guy in might, the leather jacket, uh, Kevin Dillon. Kevin Dillon, what he was the bad guy, but yeah. the boyfriend was the one who went to go on the phone when they. I remember now, yeah. Yeah, so the guy, the girlfriend and the boyfriend found the guy trying to chop his arm off. But every time he tried to chop the, the yeah. old man, um, the blob just kept coming up his arm. And then and then she noticed. And it just. She noticed the, the blanket came off and his head fell yeah. off. And the blob goes up the wall. And it was just like, I think it went up the wall. You get me wrong. It was so well done. It was. Yeah. It, it took a basic premise with the blob, which yeah. is just this oozing thing mm-hmm. and made it horrifying because it made it more sentient. They made it more threatening yeah. rather than just oozing everywhere. Yeah. It was more scary. Like, and I do appreciate that. They also had the original blob in the movie theater mm-hmm. when it comes out. Funny. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. there we go. But uh, the one, the part about the, the boyfriend on the phone, he's trying to call the police or he's trying to call for help. Yeah. The blob is up on top of him. I thought, Oh, he's going to, I thought he was going to be the hero. Also yeah. he looks up and he tries to run and the blob falls on him. Yeah. And that's when the girlfriend, uh, pulls him and then his arms just yeah. come off. Oh. What I heard was, this is just a story I've heard from obviously online and reading the, yeah. the horror magazines was the director didn't tell her that there, that was going to happen. So when she went to go film it, you know, it was genuine reaction for him. Kind of like what shot. they did in Alien. Yeah. With the uh, the first chest burst yeah, yeah. scene. Exactly. They didn't know how like violent and how bloody it was going to be. Yeah. So when it came out, that was like her actual reaction. Everyone just reacted naturally, right? Yeah. It just comes across every more. But that yeah. was, yeah. The but, blob was... Uh, like yeah. I said, it, it takes... 
I'm going to reiterate it again. It takes like modern technology and it does it right. Mm-hmm. Rather than trying to do their own spin and have like a econ- economic message or st- stuff like that, it's like, you know what you're here for, but yeah. we're going to bring it to a whole other level so that you can enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they they keep trying to remake it. It'll be interesting to see what they do with it. And, and the stuff. The <laughs> name attached often is Rob Zombie. Yeah. So pretty much it's going to be the blob in a trailer park. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, you know. I can, yeah. see, I can see your face. You like, just kind of went, uh, you know, I, no, nothing against Rob Zombie. I think he, he's doing good for himself. He, but he's good, but I he just, has his own niche. I feel like his own ideas are not working for that. No. Um, the one he, oh, was someone, the, the killer's one. I thought that was really good. 31? Is it 31 killer? No. Uh, oh, uh, Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects. I yeah, thought that was really good. They're so. actually doing a sequel to that. So, like, that film I thought was really good. I don't think it was appreciated at the time. No. Yeah. I, actually, I think it was because uh, the the prequel wasn't as successful with uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. I think I'm thinking about House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. That one. But That's then, what I'm thinking wasn't appreciated. But then Devil's Rejects came out, yeah. and people appreciated it more because it was a lot more gritty, and it was a lot less silliness, mm. but it was violent. Yeah. And it had some really good, like, genre actors in there, too. I don't, I don't think I've seen The Devil's Rejects yet, but I remember because okay, I yeah. had that. It's got uh, Danny Trejo, yeah. okay, Dallas seen it Page. Yet. I, have to, I have to put it on my list. But oh, House of a Thousand Corpses. You will appreciate the final scene. Like his ideas for like those films, I thought was really good. Yeah. So, But I'm like, Halloween, uh, you know, yeah, The yeah. Blob. Like, we may uh, discuss that later. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> so let's go from your okay, number this, one. This is my top. So Dawn of the Dead. Yes. 2004, Zack Snyder. Oh, of course. Yes, written by James Gunn. Yes, James Gunn is really good at doing it. Yeah, yeah. I find, I really enjoy his movies. I'm finding mm-hmm. the more and more I watch his movies from Super, if you mm-hmm. ever heard of that. With yeah, Mike, I've seen Super. Uh, what's the other one he did? Sliver. Yeah, Sliver. Uh, his Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy Brightburn. I really love the concept of Brightburn. I've not seen Brightburn yet. It's yeah. really fun. Yeah. It's pretty much everything you expect, yeah. but it's with that James Gunn violent angle to it. Okay. And apparently, Super and Brightburn are in a connected universe. That's interesting. So, it's... I'll have to read about that. Yeah. Let me go on Wizard, Wizard Magazine here. There we go. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> But yeah. Dawn of the Dead starts yeah. off very... Um, uh, very energetic, very visceral. Like uh, that, that whole like just right the opening scene. You kind of seen every like she's going home and just her off day work. People are like something's happening, but you don't know, right? Yeah. And I just like that whole setup. And um, the next day, she says she she sees that little girl like her neighbor. Yeah. The day before, she goes inside. They fall asleep. The little girl comes. I don't know how she got in the house. Doesn't matter, but terrifying. Um, like, oh no, she's hurt, and then all she just bites the neck of her her, her fiance. Fiance her, her just husband. really sets it yeah, up. Yeah, and just attacks he gets up looks at her and attacks her and then just busts right through the door like from a, there it gets frantic yeah. especially that shot where you see everything going on yeah and it's just shot behind the car and you just see chaos everywhere yeah and you're like holy shit everything's going down she just jumps in her car and takes off she doesn't yeah. know what she's doing and it's just that that energy that just started out because it's just all this chaos that's happening and then, yeah around around that time that movie came out was when the internet was really becoming prominent mm-hmm. and i remember i used to frequent a website and they would cover the movie often and all i saw was complaints about it why are you making dawn of the dead why are you making the zombies yeah. run this is just a stupid version of 20 days later just making yeah. a sequel to that yeah. and then when the movie came out everyone was like 
that was amazing. Yes. Uh, so that kind of like, that was like an early internet lesson is yep. to not judge something until I've actually seen it. Well, that's just like Joker and Heath Ledger, right? Oh, yeah. Everyone was like all mad. Even about Michael it. Keaton yeah. as Batman. Yeah. Because before the internet, it was all people, writing. People it were was complaining writing, about Michael Keaton. It was Keaton. A, a writing compa- campaign. <clears throat> they actually yeah. wrote to a newspaper saying, we do not agree with uh, Mr. Mom being Batman. Yeah. And we will uh, walk away from this movie. Mm-hmm. And how'd that work out? Exactly. <laughs> when it comes to the Batman movies, I'm pretty much of the. I put my hands up and go, I'll see it. Yeah, see what yeah. it's like. Like mm-hmm. in my opinion, Ben Affleck turned out pretty good. Yeah. Unfortunately, he had a weak movie mm. to be in. That's too bad. Like I it was to, too bad. So I know. Yeah, I know. I wanted to see what he was going to do with the Batman. Yeah, and, and I really like what they did. I really love seeing an older Batman, and I think it's a really mm-hmm. interesting concept to do. Yeah. You know for sure, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but with Dawn of the Dead, right? I mean, yes. Like at the time, I like I I didn't read any um, articles on that, but yeah. I went to go see it in the theater, and I just thought the running zombies was actually an interesting concept. Yeah, it, it was, just it upped the uh, it upped the stakes, it, so to speak. It right? terif- it added more terror, and it was scary. Into, like, you, oh, yeah. you want to be chased by all these like your yeah. friends who are dead? Like, yeah. it's just it's crazy. And I just thought it was like they're a very high tension, very yeah, um, very suspenseful. And you can see it was influenced by Twenty Eight Days Later. But it added its own spin to it too. Yeah, it was like an American remake of Twenty Eight Days Later, yeah. and it was also a remake of Dawn of Dead. It was kind of like a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. It used the fast zombies with the the backdrop of Dawn of the Dead, yeah. and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And especially that ending—that was one of the biggest gut punch endings. Spo- oh, spoiler alert: You think they've survived, mm-hmm. but then throughout the credits, you see a found footage yeah. of them basically being. Landing on the island and it's just full of zombies. Yeah, and they get ripped apart. Yeah, and it's just such a gut punch. Well, I was I was hoping that there'd be a sequel. Like I think a lot of people at the time yeah. were hoping for a sequel for that because they want to know what happened to these characters, right? Yeah. Even at the time, I was all excited for it. And people were excited for a Day of the Dead. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that one. I'm <laughs> That's getting that. any of my lists. <laughs> I'm getting to that one. But if they ever. That was just, it was good timing. I think yeah. Zack Snyder was coming up. I think James Gunn was yeah. hitting the stride. And I think uh, even the casting, like everything just yeah. like, worked Bing, out. Any, anytime you, you hire Bing Rhines, yeah. you pretty much got a good movie. Yeah. He's such a good act, actor, in my yeah. opinion. He's great as that guy that's just a badass. Yes. I did want to ask you, because um, you were were you in England 28 days later? Or so? uh, yes, but I, I wasn't in London. Okay. Yeah, were, but it, were there it, any thoughts on filming and everything like that? Or I, I wasn't around, but it was just on the movie and everything. Like that? Oh, it's, it's so good though. Yeah, it's so good, and it's really eerie watching that opening scene with London completely empty. Yeah. Because I've walked through there, and you can't walk sideways. Yeah, you have to keep walking straight forward because there's so many people. Yeah. it's such a busy street. So to see them do that, yeah, is amazing. And then it's, it surprised me later on that it was Danny Boy who, who did that. The guy who did Trainspotting did a really good horror movie. Yes. And I think they're still trying to do 28 Months Later. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the sequel, I heard about that too. The yeah. sequel's really good. Yeah. I'd like to see. I like the opening. Uh, I like the opening of the sequel, 28, uh, 28 where Months he, Later. Where he runs yeah. away from his family. 28 Weeks Later, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Where Robert Carlyle yeah. runs away from his family yeah. to uh, In the House Without a Heartbeat. Mm-hmm. That that song is just so like chilling. Yeah, when I have it on my phone, yeah. and sometimes I'm listening. 
if I'm in the bathroom or something and I'm like getting terrified <laughs> on the toilet. You're going for a walk on your way home, you listen to it, you're like looking behind I, you. I saw, I saw it running <laughs> so as fast as I can. Like, <laughs> someone's like, hey, and you just take off. <laughs> Not today, zombie. <laughs> so I have two more left in the best. Okay, let's So look. let's go for, this is a double one because it's kind of the same franchise, but they mm-hmm. both did really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2013's Evil Dead. Yes. And Evil Dead 2. Okay. Because even though it's technically a sequel, yeah. it's actually a remake. Because it technically remakes the start. The, at the start, it remakes the first movie. They had more money, more effect. Like, yeah. more money for the effects. And, they, and then they continued the story. Yeah. And he does it so well. Yes. It's such... I agree. So much so that I, I watched that part fair. I even watched the musical, which this mm. that is based on as well. Yeah. I got drenched. <laughs> I was in the blood seats and it was so it, if you get a chance to watch Evil Dead the musical mm-hmm. uh, you know if you're listening or Roger recommend and mm-hmm. get blood seats Make, Winnipeg uh, Winnipeg uh, yeah. production right uh, yeah it was a Winnipeg production yeah, yeah. and I wore white mm-hmm. it's red now <laughs> and then speaking of red the, the, the remake the 2013 remake was mm-hmm. so good yeah, actually, I was very surprised by that. Yeah, I was I was expecting them to kind of paint by the numbers, cover movie, yeah, remake. We have seen that, but he, I think the director, oh, I forget his name. Uh, he's Nor- a he's Naro, a Spanish director, right? Naro, uh, maybe I'm getting it wrong here. I'm just thinking out loud. So let's, we're actually yeah. look, we're actually looking it up now. We are, and yeah, but we're going to pretend we're not looking it up. And the game is going to be, if we can pronounce the name right. Yes, uh, but I just seen the theater. Um, Fede Alvarez. Alvarez. I'm just making words up. <laughs> but like I said, the way he handled it, and yeah. technically it's a sequel too. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the end sequence, you see Bruce Campbell. Yeah. So it's technically a sequel, but it's definitely a remake because it yeah. has beat for beat from the original. But mm-hmm. I really like what they did with it. It took different story beats to it, but it still had the same stuff. And that whole rain and blood sequence mm-hmm. speaking of blood was so well done you know anytime they can add up to like they can improve on the effects but yeah. still keep the same tension and same yeah. same suspense and the same well like you, like you said heart of the film yeah i think they they can that's when you have a really good and, that, and, that, and that's why like they took the transformations of the of like the deadites mm-hmm. and made them more grotesque. Yeah, like there's one where the main character, who is at the time a deadite, she grabs a um, exacto knife and starts mm. slicing her face. Yeah, you know because she's a demon, so of course yeah. she's gonna like mutilate herself just to prove to, a point. Yeah, and she's trying to stab that guy. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's oh. Just like, yeah, those were really. There was good. It was good because you know you feel yeah. it in the theater. You're like, oh, like, and it even added like a different story rather than just a bunch of kids mm. partying. It's we want to get our friend off drugs, yeah. so let's get her to a cabin in the w- woods. So it makes sense on why they're there. Yeah, and oh, it worked exactly. It and worked. then my next one, mm-hmm. I I actually uh, it's directed by oh, what's his name. Uh, the other guy, yeah, yeah, that, that other guy. Uh, we're 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 not. We're just thinking out loud here. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, th- this this is a new movie, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Frank Calfon, and it was a um, based on an Alexander Ajamu um, screenplay, uh, Maniac, twenty twelve. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen this movie? I've seen the original. I haven't seen the new one. The remake does so many artistic licenses with it, mm-hmm. different. 
that it's a totally new movie, but it takes the basic concepts. Yeah. Uh, the killer is played by Elijah Wood. Yeah. And the entire movie is in uh, point of view. Okay. So it's from his eyes. Okay. And it plays with that so well. So you see him stalking people. You see him trying to think on what, what his next move is. Mm-hmm. You see him celebrate when he kills somebody and puts their scalps onto mannequins. And it's just so well done and so visceral. Mm-hmm. And Elijah Wood knocks it out of the park. So it's like a totally different movie, but it has the same heart of it. Yeah. And I really recommend anyone that gets a chance to check out Maniac 2012. Because mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite remakes. It used to be on Netflix. And I yeah, did not. of course, Netflix. It was got on my queue, and then they got rid of it. Oh, of course, <laughs> I'll try and find it for you, and uh, I'll forward it. Yeah. So that was that was, in our opinion, some of the best. Yes. A good list. Holy crap. Yes. Now let's go into the shit. Part let's, two. Part two. <laughs> part, two. Part, part two. Actually, do you want to take a break, and then we'll uh, get our breath. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. And we are back. We just had a, a little breather. Just. Because we're about to go into a, a deep, dark hole of bad remakes. Hello. Ah. Yes. So I'm going to go first. And it's actually kind of a sequel to a remake, but it's not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, tw- 2008's Day of the Dead. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen this one? Oh, I didn't see that one. You, you're lucky. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's not even the worst uh, Day of the Dead remake. Is that the, is that the one with a zombie on the covers puking or something? Yeah. Is that the one? And it, it's that. also where they've sped up the zombies so fast that they're now superhuman. Where they... <laughs> they speed up the film. Here's the thing. I've not seen this movie fully. I didn't finish watching this movie. The Flash zombies? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Quicksilver zombies. Um, I turned it off because I was watching it. I was like, okay, I hear bad reviews, but mm-hmm. maybe it's going to... Yeah. Maybe it's going to be cool. Maybe it's going to be okay. Mm. I sound like a victim right here, but, (laughs) and I remember them running in the bunker and then you see a zombie running after them and then super fast running up a wall. Wow. And as in running up the wall, it's not like Mm Spider-Man. They're like making holes in the wall as they climb one up. And I was like, nope, I actually got the rental, put it Mm -hmm. back in the case and got my money back. (laughs) It was that bad. You went to exchange it for a uh, little princess or something. <laughs> I went. I went to watch uh, Tenacious D: The Pick of Destiny. Yeah, so it was awful. That's too bad. What, what next? Matrix zombies? Come on. Yeah, I think they. I think they kind of took. Oh, they're like running zombies. So let's do super zombies now. So super zombies, uh, backflip zombies. It's like yeah. superpower zombies. It's so ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. I bet you that's going to be a film. It's so that's ridiculous. It's going to be a film. Yeah. So let's go into your list. All right. So um, starting off the at the kind of top, and when I say worst, these are just in general not like for me. My opinion is not it's not the worst. Yeah. It's just things that didn't work for me, and I didn't think they were oh, yes. necessary. Same here. It's yes. It's more of a uh, in our opinions. Yes. Right. Like for me, you're okay. I don't want some. I don't want the backlash. No, I'm just joking. Oh, who cares? <laughs> I'm just joking. Bring it. I'm gonna get the backlash from bring from it. Stefan and uh, Sam. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, Texas Chainsaw at the beginning. Okay. Did not work for me. Yeah. It just, I don't need an origin about Leatherface. No. I don't need one. Especially with the factory closing down. And and it's just like, I don't care. Like, what the, what do you, what is this? It's yeah. Like, 
the factory closing. It's just like what is and like it, every back like. And it's a shame because it followed a really good remake. It, it did the remake. I thought it was very. It wasn't good enough to be in our best. Yeah, but, but it, it was. But it was. Good, it was an interesting. Idea. It's it an honorable mention. It worked because it added instead of having um, crop top. Yeah. It added somebody else, which is uh, Ali Ermi mm-hmm. as the sheriff. Yeah. And it added that character, and he was terrifying in that movie. Yeah. And. Yeah, the beginning wasn't good. They they tried to do too much of the same, oh, and they they tried to reveal too much. Yes, um, the director John, oh, I was just looking him up here, Jonathan Liebsman. Yeah, I think he directed for Ninja Turtles. Like I don't. Oh, like, the the the, re, the, uh, the, the remake. Speaking of remakes, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think he's one of those. I think he's one of those proxy directors for the producers. Yeah, uh, follower and form. Uh, I think pretty much. He's there just to do day to day art for it. He's more of a manager than a director, yeah. and the producers are calling the shots. Mm-hmm. So they're they're going, hey, do this, do this, do this. It's like get this done, get that done. You heard the guy, yeah. He's what you see that with some producers. They yeah. kind of hire like a proxy director, yeah, and like just follow our direction. Yeah. Shut up. And sorry, Jonathan. Like, man, if you're not like that, then it comes across that way. <laughs> sorry, man. But it's a good. It's a good out if you want to like save some face. Uh, Darkness Falls. He directed uh, Rings, like, and then Texas Chainsaw at the beginning, and I was just like, "Oh, he did Rings." Yeah, he did Rings. So, like, That's not good either. You're like, how's this? Like, how did he get Texas Chainsaw? <laughs> no, yeah, but I was Rings. Did I see Rings? Maybe that, that's did. a really bad one where they tried to put it on the internet, but they kind of failed. Okay, maybe I yeah, as uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. I, I think I checked out after the second Rings. I, I quit that after half an hour too. Yeah, like, I usually try. I'm usually glass half full kind of guy yeah but sometimes if it's not worth my time i just stop and that was a movie where i stopped in half an hour yeah well i mean if it's if he directed that one dark i haven't seen darkness i sort of seen darkness. that was that was like a tooth fairy film right yeah that really suffered from just uh production hell yeah they had a really cool uh mm-hmm. tooth fairy yeah where like the jaw was hanging out and everything yeah. like that and then they changed it up last minute and so it made it less creepy mm. It, it went from like this really cool looking monster that they actually had Todd McFarlane make a figure out of mm-hmm. and they turned it into like some old bitch. They, like this old, uh, this old woman. So, with, yeah, some with, old bitch. Yeah. With, a, with a one, with a tooth. One tooth. No, I'm just yeah, just, I don't know. Just, <laughs> That's just my It would have been funny if she just had one tooth dangling out. <laughs> kind of like in the, uh, in the cartoons where you see the old man and they've just got that one tooth. Yeah, I've only seen a few minutes of Darkness Falls. Like, I, yeah. remember, I remember when they're jumping from shadows, they have to stay in the shadows or something? Yeah. Like, I mean, light? Or it, was it, it light in the shadows? I yeah, it was like a great concept, but yeah. they just kind of fell because of production hell and they just tried to rush it out. Oh, man, yeah. So, I don't know, maybe maybe Jonathan Lewis has some good films in there because he also directed Wrath of Titans, which, eh. That was an improvement on Clash of the Titans, so yeah, good for him. Yeah, yeah, Battle of Los... I'd like, actually, I like Battle of Los Angeles. I just yeah. didn't like the aliens, the, the cons, yeah. but I just like that whole idea. Though. And that whole idea was stolen by the guys for uh, Skyline. Mm-hmm. They they were the production designers, yeah. and they took the money from that and made their own movie and released it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so... I remember that, because they, they... Speaking of Skyline, yeah, I remember what I remember about that film was they, right from concept to finished product was a year they said yeah and i was like wow that's actually pretty and they good. used the money and they put it out at the same time as another movie they were making yeah oh no, no they got it, they put it out before so it didn't seem like they were stealing mm-hmm. even though they use the same like monster designs yeah right. so <laughs> they're damn hollywood <laughs> oh, exactly but, yeah so that like uh texas chainsaw don't need it um no. i just it just didn't work i don't 
you know, I don't need to know in his backstory. This is what's said about a lot of horror films. We don't need an origin story for the bad guy. No. What makes him scary is that you don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's not on my list, but I'm actually going to mention it. Uh, Halloween. Okay. That's, uh, is that on your list? Okay. So are we going to go into my number two? May as well. Cause okay. Because so since you mentioned that, we may as well mention Halloween. Okay. So Halloween, going back, speaking of origins, yeah. Rob Zombie's Halloween 2007 didn't work for me again. No. There, there was a lot of good ideas in there. There yeah. was a lot of good gore and horror. Yeah. But just, you know, you know something's missing. It's the, the something's most, missing. The most terrifying thing about Michael Myers in the original Halloween, mm-hmm. like the first one, is... You don't know why he killed his his sister. Mm. It, it was just a moment of madness, and yep. then it stayed with him for the rest of his life. Yeah, and, and that's more scary than my family's trailer trash, and yeah, I got bullied. I got bullied, and I, so I went to go hurt. Yeah. And, and now I wear the mask. And, and now here's the thing: if the movie was named something else, it would be a good movie. Would have been interesting. Yeah. If it wasn't Halloween. Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't Halloween, it would Thanksgiving. Could have just called yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I even like the style of it. Even though I don't like the concept of finding out what Michael Myers is, mm-hmm. the first half of this movie is really well done. But then the second half is trash, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because it's pretty much the first movie times five. Because mm-hmm. it's so sped up, yep. so rushed. Mm-hmm. It was... Not good. Yeah. Well, like like I said, for me, it just didn't work. Like, don't get me wrong. Everything was... There's a lot of good things about it, but yeah. it just... I don't... Like, I don't but as a Halloween movie, it yeah, fails. It just didn't need an origin story. Like, I don't need one, man. Like, yeah. Michael Myers is scary enough. Just yeah. leave him up he is. So, I'm going to go into mine. I'm I'm going to do... Uh, Matrix, two. Matrix uh, Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, mine is uh, the 2013 Carrie movie. Okay. And this made me mad because... It had a lot of promise. I haven't seen it. Uh, Chloe Moretz yeah, yeah, yeah. as Carrie was going to be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you had modern technology, so you could easily do like social media bullying. You mm. could do all kinds with this movie. And its main problem is it, it's flat. Mm. It's not good. It's not bad. It's there. And it had a lot more promise with the people directing, mm. with the potential, and it just fell flat. And you know... Things like that, that that's too bad that yeah. uh, that happens. Because you have these really great films that you have access to that you could draw from. And something along the line just doesn't translate well. Yeah. You know, I, I, honestly, I haven't, I haven't seen yet a good film that incorporates the internet online, right? No. Unless it's... Uh, no, I haven't even seen that movie yet. Never mind. I was going to mention a different movie. What movie? The, the one where it's all webcam. Yeah, and I've never seen them. Friendless or something? Uh, Unfriended. Yeah, Unfriended, I think. But I haven't seen it yet. So there hasn't really been a good concept about it. There was something about the 70 horror films that, you know, I think it's because no one knew it was out in the world. Yeah. So there was something scary. There was a a fear and scariness about that, you know. But And I think there's a fear now in being too open. Yeah. So you could easily do it. I think Black Mirror does that really well. Yeah, I haven't seen that. It's on that, my list. That that you should add it. You should like watch it because it it kind of delves into that really well. Yeah, like the fear of modern technology and what mm. could potentially happen. Mm-hmm. There's one really good one called Shut Up and Dance, and it's horrifying. I'll check it's it out. It's really horrifying. How many seasons are there? Five. Uh, five, five. But there's like three three to six episodes per season, so okay. you could go through it in a minute. Okay. In a minute, uh, hey. In a minute. Hold on, let me watch this right now. There we go. <laughs> um, the other one, which is kind of in line with Carrie, and also based on a Stephen King, mm-hmm. is The Newest Pet Cemetery. I haven't seen that one. 
it's such a shame. It's on the same value of I was excited for it. Mm-hmm. I was so excited for the for it. After watching it, mm-hmm. I thought they finally got to a point now where they understand Stephen King and they're doing a Kubrick, Kubrick mm-hmm. where they transfer it enough and change it just enough mm-hmm. to be a movie. Yeah. Rather than following the books or completely buttering it. Yeah. They have enough to make it into a movie and make it work. But in this, it just falls flat. They had so much problems. You had John Lift go. Mm-hmm. You, you had like the effects available. That's too bad. And it was it just fell flat. That's I, really too bad. I walked away in an hour. I couldn't remember. My missus asked me how was the movie. I went, don't remember. Right? It's just there's nothing interesting there to yeah, remember. Yeah, and it's such a shame. That is way too it bad. It is such a shame because they had that. I seen kind of pictures of stills of the cat, right? Yeah, and it was just like was it was the cat in scary movie scarier than this cat? <laughs> no, no, the cat was terrifying. Yeah, okay. The, the, the cat was scary. Um, I don't. I didn't like spoiler alert that the daughter died instead of the son. Yeah. And the way they did it was they had the son nearly get hit and then the daughter gets hit. Ah. So it was like, you've seen the original, yeah, we're going to subvert your expectations. Yeah. You shouldn't have to go into a movie knowing the original. You yeah. should. It should be its own experience. Because it's like, how many people have seen the original that are a new, that you're trying to reach a new audience? That, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like the original one was, uh, it was sad. I mean, yeah, it when, was. That, when that whole moment happened, in the original spoiler alert if you haven't seen the original that was sad that I, was really I sad. watched the movie when I was three years old mm-hmm. I snuck downstairs grabbed the VHS put it in mm-hmm. and I woke my entire house screaming when the baby died yeah I cried so loudly mm-hmm. that they had to come down and wonder oh, what was going on it's like oh he's just watching a movie get, get, get back to bed <laughs> get back to bed <laughs> so you you have a number one now so Okay, so we're oh we're here at my number one. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Hitchcock fan. This, oh, this film was not needed again. Not needed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Psycho, 1998. By <laughs> Just Van Sant. That's my uh, number three. Shot for shot. Uh, it's so, it's so bad. There was something there. There again, something's missing from it. You don't. You didn't need it. And. You have all these talented actors, and it's just and a talented director, very talented. And yeah. you just think, like, why didn't you just take the original premise and make it twist it, make it your vision? Like, your yeah. vision. What, what's your vision of Psycho? It is such a it's such a shame about that. And people say, oh, Vince Vaughn as Norman Bates doesn't work. Well, Vince Vaughn is a good actor. Mm. Like, he's been in a couple of movies recently. Um, uh, dragged uh, brawl on. Uh, cell block 99 yep. where he plays like a, a bruiser psychopath mm-hmm. and he's so brutal in the movie he, he's perfect mm-hmm. but his idea to do a shot for shot as a social experiment yeah that, that that's the worst kind where you just phoning it in just you know recasting I, it just you know, coloring it and i think as a filmmaker and you have that kind of privilege to do yeah. something like that it's like dude I, like you as a director so you, know, you have millions of dollars and you, what you want to, well you want to do a paint by numbers shot for shot remake yeah um, I, I, you're a super talented director and everything what are you doing like it just didn't work yeah I mean, you know it was 20 years ago so and it just i remember seeing commercials for it and I think I saw it in VHS eventually, and I was like, eh, "Yeah, eh, well, whatever." And know? it was also around the time of Scream as well. Yeah. So rather than doing its own thing, mm-hmm. I think he was trying to like push it back against the Scream yeah. by saying, "This is the original shit. This yeah. is the original slasher. Yeah. You should pay respect to this." And it just, yeah, yeah. 
It, it fell flat. We're going to use that term, and this is the flat, the fell flat episode. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Version of it. That, I'm actually going to fell flat. That's yeah, just going to be yeah, the name yeah. of the episode. It just did not work, and we didn't need a Gus Van Sant. You're more talented. Your cast was way more talented. Yeah. You should have just brought a, your vision of what Psycho should have been. It actually, it actually reminds me of, um, you ever seen Jane Bob, Silent Bob Strike Back? Yep. Where Gus Van Sant's in the corner just counting his money. Yeah. That, <laughs> that reminds me. That's probably him joining the entire show. That was him when he was directing. And he yeah, was, yeah. Like, do you say action? Vince Vaughn's like, I'm busy. <laughs> what, what should I do? Just watch the movie again. Yeah, yeah. What is he doing there? Just do that. Okay, action. Anyway, he keeps kind of. What do you mean money. storyboards? He just took he just took photos of his uh, TV of each scene and just point pointed against the wall. Oh man! Like, oh. What a waste of what a waste. What a waste. What for, a waste. Me, for me, what a waste. Yeah. Oh. And then speaking of waste, my number one yes is uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2010. Oh man! Like Nightmare on Elm Street for me is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. It's going to be a pop fitter next year, around mm. June, I believe. Mm. And I remember watching this, like, when I went to start school, my mm. first day of school, I watched Nightmare on Elm Street before I even went. Mm. This movie is so, like, the original is so amazing. Mm -hmm. Robert England is amazing. Mm. Nancy, Johnny Depp. Yeah. And then you get this one, and I like the ideas mm -hmm. that they put in, but it, it just fell flat. Mm -hmm. uh, the way it was shot felt flat. Yeah, because um, Jackie O'Haley is a tiny, tiny man. Yeah, and instead of doing Dutch angles and kind of using trickery to make him seem taller, because mm -hmm. it's a dream, so you can make him yeah. look bigger and make him more distorted. Yeah. The, he's like looking up at everybody the entire time, and it's it's bad. Yeah. It's, I, you know, I don't even. I remember probably seeing bits of it, and I don't even remember. Yeah, I just remember that they had a Rooney Mara. Right? Rooney Mara, yeah, Rooney she's Mara. the uh, the main actress. And it's like you have, and don't get me wrong, it's, uh, uh, Jackie uh, Jackie O'Haley Rorschach. I was yeah. Rorschach. Like he was. These are talented actors. He's like, a. That's what, what's when, going when, on here. When I, it's same with Carrie. Same with Pet Cemetery. Mm -hmm. When I heard Jackie, O'Haley, I'm like, that's a good casting. Yeah. And I'm like, he's five four. But who cares? You can easily edit it mm -hmm. so that he looks giant. Yeah. And then you can show him his true size when he's vulnerable. Yeah. You, no, that's you can do so many. That's a good idea. Writers take note. Yeah, there the you go. And then. <laughs> There's like, a million dollar ideas here you guys are getting. <laughs> exactly. You even got like Clancy Brown, who I mm -hmm. love. Yeah. He plays one of the parents. I love the idea of that the kids staying up, but they're still not safe. Yep. Because when you when you are awake mm -hmm. for for so long, you have micro naps. Yep. Like your brain shuts down for a minute. Mm -hmm. and I love the idea that that's when it gets you. Yeah, and you have hallucinations that you think are actually happening in real life. Mm -hmm. That's a clever idea. They had so many clever ideas. I even like the idea of Freddy being innocent. Mm -hmm. That it he was all innocent, and then you kind of starting to feel bad and they're starting to like lean off for him mm -hmm. and I, I do like the idea of him saying yeah I did do it mm -hmm. um, I don't like that they made him a child molester yeah because I always like the implication I always like the implication that he is mm -hmm. because it's more creepier that way because yeah. you're leaving it to your imagination and your imagination is the scariest thing you can have yeah and if you leave if you leave it ambiguous it's more scary mm -hmm. and if you just give it a little hints like in Freddy vs. Jason where they show um Freddy as a human looking at a picture and then he licks her back. Yeah. That was a good shot. Yeah, yeah.
But when they outright say, yeah, he fucks kids, then that's where I'm like, you're not doing it correctly anymore. You, it just didn't work, right? No, I mean, because no. you, yeah, you want to hate this guy, but at the yeah. same time, it's like that just it was it the timing of it was wrong. Yeah. That everything, just... especially when you're trying to make him seem innocent at first, mm. and then you end yeah, because up... the idea of him actually why he's killing these kids that that's a big motivation. Yeah, and then just to go like, oh nope, by the way, I was just kidding. You know, like yeah, like, I, I also like the ambiguity ambiguousness mm. of it like Halloween yeah. you don't know why he did it you don't yeah. and you don't know why Freddy killed kids mm. he, he just did it and mm. it's like ambiguous yep. the only thing you know is he got burned by adults and now he's pissed as hell and he's gonna ruin everybody yeah so and it's hard to really follow up uh, the original Robert England such an iconic oh yeah Wes Craven's directing yeah. is amazing yeah. I actually went to the uh, original house oh wow yeah I was oh, in LA uh, I was in LA last November and I got pictures of it oh yeah I, so I, po- I posted last year on my i remember seeing that on instagram that, yeah 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 i remember seeing that but if you want to check out the instagram it's right there yeah it's uh i don't know if i still have it on my it was on my stories i know that yeah. maybe i'll put it back up i don't think i have it but for those listening yeah i went to go see the original house and you know they want you to be respectful i think it was a sign that just you know yeah, be respectful yeah. don't be running up to the house and we yeah. sit on the sidewalk and I took a few pictures and don't, don't play skip rope on the on, yeah. the, on the lawn <laughs> they get that enough <laughs> yeah yeah there's a few places I wanted to visit but that was uh, one of the places I last couple of years I, I've been there I just hadn't yeah. had a chance to visit finally went to go visit and it was, it was fun I, it was, I think if they did thing. another Freddy movie mm-hmm. I think the best idea is to get someone with like an artistic flair mm-hmm. I really would like to see the dream sequences be a lot more artistic because yeah. in this it was kind of like Silent Hill yeah. where it just burns up mm-hmm. and I'm like you know what would be really interesting if you did it from that like if you think if you like a drug induced uh, yeah like I've been I heard about this thing and I don't know any much about it it's just something I heard I was like oh mm-hmm. on YouTube you know how you're watching videos yeah and video leads to another anyways DMT yes and I just thought, hmm, and there's a DMT Your brain artist. just kind of, yeah. And it'd be like, hmm, it'd be interesting if people were all like, oh, this is so great. And then suddenly it's bringing in all these scary... My favorite idea I got, I think it's a, a Guillermo del Toro idea that he had for a, a potential nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea was that kids now have beaten Freddy so much mm-hmm. that he's weak. Mm-hmm. And so now a favorite pastime is for them to induce themselves into sleep mm-hmm. to just go beat the shit out of Freddy. Yeah. And then it's about him in self-defense killing a kid. And so they all start to get fearful of Freddy again. Yeah. And it's all about him using that because like, you've been beating me up for five years. Yeah. And now this is my revenge. And it's all about him getting his payback. That would be interesting. And, and, then, and then, he's, then he's innocent. Like he never did any of those crimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'd be, it'd be based on like the original timeline. Yeah. But it would be all about him being weak because... Yeah. You know, one of the one of the laws of Freddy is that he needs to be uh, believed in to be yeah. strong. Yeah, and so the kids believe in him, but they don't fear him. Yeah. They just laugh. He's a joke. He's a yeah, jester. Yeah. And then it's all about him accidentally self defense killing someone, and then the fear comes in, and he's like, "Now I'm back." Yeah, and it's kind of like a play play with fire, you get burned situation. Yeah. And someone like Guillermo del Toro yeah. directing that, like he has. An artistic flair. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to Scary Tales of Tell in the Dark. Yeah. That's coming out, I think, uh, in August. Yeah. So... I went to go see his... Because uh, he had that artist uh, 
like the museum he took over yeah. with all his, his all his artifacts oh, his, his like all his creations yeah all, all of from like Hellboy yeah and, so oh. I got I got to go see that yeah. when they had it in LA well no, it sounds all good did they have a pan from Pan's Labyrinth uh, they that's did. one of my favorite effects they did they had all that oh, I, I don't know if I posted them but I, I might have been on my Instagram I'll take a quick look yeah. but uh yeah, no, they had all that, and they're like, "This is never gonna be. Ha- this is never gonna happen again." That's how they advertised it. But then when we were in LA, so I was like, yeah. "We were lucky to go see it when we did." That's amazing. And suddenly, oh, we're having in Toronto last year. I was like, "What?" You know, I thought I was doing a once in a lifetime, uh, once in a lifetime event here, but I, I guess you <laughs> there you are. It's That's in Toronto, amazing. so who knows? It's probably pop up in Vancouver again, like next year or something. But he had a lot of great toys yeah oh well, yeah <laughs> he, great imagery he's very big into that imagery he's one of my favorite directors mm-hmm. for that visual flair his art his um his, the mannequins he made from the film like, yeah like yeah they're all they're all there yeah they were all there yeah so that was the best and worst list yes thank you very much for coming on roger if you have anything you would like to, to plug or anything that's coming up feel free to go ahead Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, you know what? You can follow me at Coach B Films on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, yeah, feel free to reach out and say hi. Follow me in my stories. I always post a lot of interesting things there. Or, well, interesting to me, but uh, fun ideas. And uh, You're not alone. I, I find them interesting, too. So. <laughs> Thanks. And, uh, you know, I still have my podcast, but I, that's on a hiatus because I'm producing a different podcast. Yeah. Yeah, so I haven't done that. So um, you never know. Look out for that maybe possibly in the fall or return. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Keep your eye on the Instagram. Yes. Been writing, been writing. Uh, be making a film next next year. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to checking that out. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, you, you're more than welcome to come back. It's always fun. Thank you for having, having me. Having a chat with you. Uh, like I said, Beaver, Beaver Does Movies on Instagram, beaverdoesmovies at gmail.com. If you have a comment, question, or concern, uh, jwalkersocks.com is the official website, which I'm changing soon. And that's pretty much it. Uh, see you next week, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you for your click sandwiches, man. There we go.